All right, everybody. Welcome back to Orange Power Half Hour. We are officially um, kicked off with college football after this weekend. Um, it was a pretty good football weekend for us, Pops. What do you think? It was a great uh, football weekend. We've got uh, two teams we're obviously following really closely, uh, the Cowboys, of course, and then uh, your brother, Drake Smithton. Yes. He's coaching it coaching at Houston Baptist and Houston Baptist got off to, uh, to a win. We had the, a good part of our family in Greeley, Colorado to see that one. And Beautiful I guess before, Greeley, we go in, Colorado. before we go any further, we got to do a better job or I've got to do a better job than we did last time. I think last time we started this, you introduced me as your dad, Shane. Uh, yes. I am. I am Shane Smithton and you're yes. my daughter, Shelby Smithton. I don't yes. think I mentioned your name at all. So yeah, nobody knows who uh, I am. <laughs> anyway, so we've we've introduced ourselves more more properly this time, and and as you yes. said, got got started with a good Cowboys victory. Yes, we did. It was it was a fun one. It wasn't as um, stressful as some of those pre conference games have been for us um, Cowboy fans in the past, which was which was nice. Not to have to worry about going into cardiac arrest. Um, playing uh central michigan but yeah we we took the w home 58 44 last thursday um 531 total yards of um offense no turnovers i'm pretty pleased with it tell me tell me your um initial reaction just off the cuff well i thought the uh i thought the offense played fantastic i i think probably the thing i was the most excited about uh was the pace of play um you know when we've yeah. played really well it seems like during mike's tenure um some of the times we've played the best is when we've played the fastest and i i think the second half of the um of the fiesta bowl we played at a really great tempo and there was a yes. lot of anticipation you know would we continue to play fast like that I'm not so sure at times this past Saturday that we didn't play faster than we ever have and yeah I agree I, I just thought that part of it was fantastic yeah and even um I mean from from the X's and O's standpoint obviously there you know there's pros to to tempo and, and playing fast but from a fan perspective it is fun football to watch. It is fun to go fast. Um, no doubt. I know I just sat back and kind of enjoyed the show at times because um, the the Pokes put on a performance. Um, and let's I know everybody's going to is going to love talking about the offense and, and we'll we'll show the offense some love for sure. But just with the new D.C. and everything, tell me tell me your initial defensive reaction. Well, you know, the defensive side was, uh, you know, certainly it was troubling that that you give up uh, 22 points or whatever it was in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but sure. there, w- there were times that the defense, I thought, played really well. Um, and, and certainly things that the defense did well that I think they will continue to do well. Anytime that, that Central Michigan got into a, a, a short yardage situation where they knew they needed to run. Everybody knew they needed mm-hmm. to run. I thought the Cowboy defensive front that that everybody has talked about so much was stellar and really mm-hmm. um, controlled the line of scrimmage, knocked them back. The The safety was a perfect example that uh, Tyler Lacey is a perfect example on the safety. He just mm-hmm. uh, absolutely blew up the two guys that were trying to block him and knock them into the backfield and created all kinds of havoc that then resulted yeah, in the safety. 
Oh, that guy's going to play in the NFL. There's, yeah. there's no question about it. 100%. And I really felt like our, our corners covered well on the downfield stuff. I mean, they made a couple of longer throws, but but you got to give their receivers credit. They made catches. I mean, they made mm-hmm. some really – Some uh, really tight, good catches. Tightly contested catches. I can think of one where uh, I'm not sure how how uh, Harper would cover him any better than he yeah. did. Yeah. It was just a perfect ball and a perfect catch. The only thing that was really concerning uh, was the fact that, that you know, they, they got the back out of the backfield on the wheel route a couple of times that we mm-hmm. didn't seem to get picked up. Yeah. Uh, and they and they got the tight end way involved. And uh, we had some struggles covering the tight end at times. But, you know, Jim McElwain, the guy is coached, uh, you know, at a lot of big time programs. He's coached in the NFL. He's a super sharp offensive mind. Yes. And you have you have to give him credit. One of the uh, I, I went back and watched the game when we got back last night again. Mm-hmm. And one of the plays to the tight end. They actually have an offensive tackle that is uh, standing up as one of uh, of the three receivers split to the wide side of the football field, and so the tight end is uncovered and he's right. eligible, but he's he's where the tackle would normally be. So we do have some inexperienced guys on that side of the ball, and um, I think the good thing about it was <laughs> he he exposed a, a few areas that probably yes. were probably better off to have exposed now yep. and have a chance to adjust totally to it, agree. you know, later. Yeah, I th- I think that's um we'll, we'll twist that into a, a positive um that we're gonna we're gonna find out now. But yeah, a lot of uh, hats off to their coaching staff for the Chippewas. I thought they had a pretty good scheme um for us. And yeah, I'll co-sign you of of let's get exposed now and then let's fix it for the next one. Um, that is a fortunate thing when your offense puts you in a position where um you know you're they're doing enough that our defense can can kind of play catch up. Um. So, yeah, well, I thought, like, you know, those guys won, they won nine games last year. They won the Sun Bowl, you know, yes. they're, they're, they're not uh, a bunch of chumps by no. any stretch of the imagination. Had the, well, when we looked the it up, remember we rusher. looked up their schedule and, you know, they're, they're probably going to win out and maybe lose one other game, maybe two other games, but I mean, they're, they're always a successful football program. Yeah. They'll have a chance to win nine or 10 again. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I know we've battled back and forth about this a little bit, but I thought our defense um, was pretty realistic. I mean, when you think about how many pro pokes we have playing in the NFL this year from the defensive side of the ball um, and, you know, losing your DC and not that coach Mason, you know, didn't do a good job or anything like that. It's just, it's going to take some time to get it, to get it all figured out. So I thought that while I would love for our defense to, you know, just completely obliterate everybody we play. I do think it was a pretty realistic, you know, first show. Yeah. I, I yeah. Kind of taking the flip side of that, I guess I, it would have been unrealistic for any of us to think that we were going to trot out there without Devin Harper and, and Malcolm Correct. Rodriguez yes. and, and play the same way we, we played. And I'm sure uh, Derek Mason would have loved to have thrown those guys out there with their experience level. And that's not a knock on, on Mason no. Cobb or, no, or any of the other young linebackers that played. Um, I think if you went back and watched Malcolm and Devin play as freshmen, uh, you'd probably get something similar to, to what you saw out of, out of those guys Saturday night. So they're going to get better. And yeah. uh, again, you know, do it in, in practice is one thing doing it uh, in a game, you know, at game speeds, different. Um, again, they saw some wrinkles they probably weren't expecting to see. Yeah. 
and we've said it a couple of times, but you do have to give their coaching staff a lot of credit. I think they went into the game understanding we're probably not going to line up and blow these four uh, future NFL players no. off the off the ball. We probably aren't going to have time to set back in the pocket and throw stuff downfield. So let's come up with a game plan where the ball is out of the quarterback's hands in one one and a half to two and a half seconds. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what they did. I mean, they nullified our pass rush, not, not by blocking us, but just by how quickly they got rid of the ball. So again, yeah. a good, good game plan and, and something that I would rather see right now and, yep. and have a chance to, to have coach Mason and the defensive coaches adjust to going forward than to, you know, see it for the first time against, uh, you know, a Baylor or OU or somebody. 100%. I totally agree. Hats off to the defense for, for a job well done. Um, back to the, um, offense. I, uh, while we're giving them some love early, I love a game with no turnovers. I think that is huge. I think that's how, I think that is a difference maker. I think that's how we will have to win a lot of games is by, by taking care of the football. So I was really pleased with that. Yeah, I saw the statistics somewhere. I, I I wish I had jotted it down or committed it to memory. But you know, the Cowboys' record when they don't turn the ball over or when they mm. win the turnover battle is, yep. is is you know crazy high. And you would expect that to statistically probably for any team. But um, yeah, playing a clean game like that is yes. is a huge a huge plus. And uh, I guess it's not really technically a turnover, but, uh, you know, coach, I think coach Gundy in his post game said something about, well, it's, you know, if you count the blocked punt. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we did have that miscue in yeah. the kicking game, but the offense did not, uh, did not lay the ball on the carpet and uh, no. didn't have an interception. Um, yeah, uh, other I, than, other than the pick, I guess that they, they went back and, and I yes. don't know why they reviewed it because they had already thrown the, the flag yep. for, uh, Central Michigan being offside. So that was a little bit silly, but yes. Um, but yeah, no, technically a, a clean game. And um, I, I think that is just another huge pro for our offense um, and confidence wise moving forward. You know, I think when you can trot out there the first game when you haven't played in, you know, nine, 10 months and take care of the football, that's, you know, that's vet, that's veteran play right there. And I, th- I think that well, is going to be um, huge for us. And on that note, Let's get into our primary pokes, because on that note, I know who your primary poke is probably going to be and probably who everybody's um, will be uh, this week. Um, So I'll go first just so you can steal my idea and not the other way around. But my primary poke has to be Spencer Sanders. It has to be. He didn't give me an option for it to be anybody else this week. You know, he had 406 um, passing yards, 57 rushing yards, no turnovers, He's a dude. No question. I, I don't know what it, I don't know really how I would have even described or, or quantified my expectations of Spencer going mm-hmm. into the ball game, but whatever they were, he yeah. exceeded them. He did it. Um, I, I thought he played fantastic. Um, you know, again, to your point about the turnovers, you know, he put the ball in the air 40 sometimes, maybe around 45, 44, 45 times. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of times to throw the football without having a turnover. And, um, and then as good as he was with, was with his arm, my gosh, he, he made central Michigan look foolish a couple of times when he took off and and ran the football. He's when he runs the football up the middle of the field, uh, and has two different ways that he can cut. 
he's really got the defense yeah. at, a, as a, at a disadvantage. He's just a, a, a natural runner. And he certainly was my uh, primary poke of the game as well. He just, uh, like I said, exceeded any expectation I had of him. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'm with you with, I don't know exactly what my expectations were. You know, obviously he was a dude playing Notre Dame in the bowl game last year. And that's kind of what I was coming off of. And I, you know, he's, he's obviously got loads and loads and loads of talent. There were times in the past that I don't know if, um, the lack of experience, um, held him back just a little bit, but man, he played like it was his job. I was super impressed with him. Um, and then moving on to our deputy. So, um, just the next kind of headliner of the game. Um, I'm curious to know who your deputy is. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to say my, my deputy, uh, of the game was Braden Johnson. I thought okay. Braden Johnson played uh, exceptionally well um, coming off of the injury and missing, uh, I think, nearly all of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've all known for some time that Braden Johnson can really run. Um, he, they've kind of moved him out to that uh, outside position now. And I, I thought he made some outstanding plays and uh, was maybe in a position, you know, you'd really be have to be nitpicking to to pick on any of, of Spencer's throws, but he had one deep ball where I think Braden has his guy beat. And if uh, if mm-hmm. uh, Spencer could have gotten the ball a little bit more over the top, uh, we might have had another big one. And yeah. and on that play, the ball was slightly underthrown, and Braden did a good job of coming back and kind of being defensive back and making sure that ball didn't get picked off, but. Uh, over a hundred yards receiving for Braden Johnson. So he's my deputy of the game. All right. I like it. Um, my deputy is Kendall Daniels. Um, we're going to give the defensive side of the ball some love. Um, he had a big interception. Um, and I, just, I think why I really picked him as my deputy is I think he's got the stuff and I think he's going to put it together. Um, and I think he'll be re- really beneficial for us. You know, we keep talking about, you know, Malcolm and the people we've lost on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I think Kendall Daniels is going to be one of those names you hear a lot about this season. And, you know, the kids, uh, six, four, six, five, 210 yeah. pounds. He certainly looks the part back there, made a, a couple of nice open field tackles, got mm-hmm. his first, uh, career interception. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a good, good choice. I like that choice. I think I have to have two though, dad. I think I have to have another deputy. Um, and it's coach Dunn, coach OC Casey Dunn. Um, I thought he, I think most fans sit back after the game's over and, you know, curse, uh, the play calling up one side and down the other, but I thought he called a great game. You know, we talked early on about, um, the, just the tempo and how fun it is to, to watch fast football. And I just, I thought he did great, you know? I thought he called a, a super game, and, and particularly when you consider the fact that, again, you know, this is probably getting a little bit nitpicky, and you always have to give the opponent some credit because there are going to be certain things that they go into the game trying to take away, and I, I think they had committed that they weren't going to let us just, uh, you know, run the ball down their throat. So mm-hmm. uh, we, outside of Spencer Sanders, we didn't have a lot going in the run game, and, and nevertheless, I felt like Casey Dunn, had them completely off balance. Um, yes. You know, when yes. at, at the times he called quarterback draw was the perfect time. Uh, but then he he had a super nice mix of of deep balls and and under underneath short stuff. Uh, called a couple of screen plays that were really effective. 
I just, I, I thought he kind of picked up right where he left off uh, from the Fiesta Bowl yep. and just had, had his, his opponent completely off balance, never knowing what was coming. Yeah. And we keep talking about how, what an impressive coaching staff, um, the Chippewas have, and you know, that they schemed really well. And I think that's testament to coach Dunn is that we were still so effective and it was almost like, okay, you want to not let us do that. No worries. We can do, you know, 12 other things, just sit back and watch. Um, so I, I don't I think, think he if was we're frazzled here, at all. And I think he just called his stuff. Yeah. He, he called a great game. And, and I think if we're sitting here at this time next year, still talking about him being our offensive coordinator, we're going to be really lucky because yes. I, I think the guy's probably, yeah, he's, he's head probably coach coaching. Yeah. Probably coaching himself uh, out of this job and into a head coaching job somewhere. Yes. I, I unfortunately totally agree. Um, let's move on to our rowdy review, um, where we kind of review the crowd and the atmosphere and such. Um, oh boy, I'm ready for this. I know you've been sitting back <laughs> chomping at the bit for me to ask you <laughs> this. Um, let's preface. It was a Thursday night game. We had a little bit of, um, you know, some sprinkling of rain, um, before kickoff. And so, yeah, let's just get into it. Tell me what you think. Well, typically, you know, our, our rally review would be uh, kind of a, a crowd, an overall crowd review yes. would give it, uh, we'll give it, you know, one out of five Marshall stars, but yes. I'm going to break mine up this time. I'm oh, going to break I it already, up. I already have mine broken up too. I'm glad we're on the same okay, page. Okay. Well, we're on the same page then. I'm going to break it up into the students <laughs> okay, and, and, the every, and everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the students get five out of five Marshall five stars five from me. Marshall they stars. Were, Packed in there like sardines. They came early. They stayed. It. They they were rowdy. They you know had, of course had the paddle people going. They had their keys out. I mean, if you looked at that part of the stadium, uh, you would have thought that that we were playing bedlam. I mean, they were yep. they were packed in there and just did a fantastic job. I I couldn't have been happier with the student turnout, and, and probably couldn't have been more uh, disappointed in the yes. the 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 alumni turnout yep. and and I understand it's a Thursday night game. I understand there was some sprinkling of rain. Yeah. I understand too. I just don't care. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think that's right. I'm to the point. I mean, I think we, as a, as a university, as a fan base, uh, at some point you got to start stepping up and accepting the fact that your team has consistently been in the top 15 for about, you know, 15 years now. Yes. And, and you, and you need to support them as such. We talked about that a little bit in our, our kind of our preseason uh, mm -hmm. podcast that, mm -hmm. you know, it makes a difference to those guys, the, the support being there in person. And um, you know, I, again, I came back last night, watched the game on television. It looks bad on TV. Uh, yeah. the, the announcers yeah, are talking before the game and uh, you know, it looks like uh, the crowd for a, a, a team that's, you know, expected to win, uh, two games in, instead of 10 or more. So, yep. uh, you know, I, I guess we said this is going to be a positive podcast always. <laughs> and, it, and, and it is going to be with respect to coaches and players, but I'm, I'm taking the liberty to get on the fan base and tell them to get their butts get to there. the stadium. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, I obviously, you know, we sit and, and watch every game, you know, uh, next to each other. So I know we talked about it then and we just kept, waiting for it to fill up and kept waiting for it to fill up and here comes kickoff and it did not fill up. Um, but yeah, yeah so I don't for, guess I said my stars two, two, I'm going to go two out of five for the, 
for the alumni yep. and five out of five for the students. Yeah, I um, I'll be pretty close with you. I gave the um, student section five out of five Marshall stars. Um, and and I, and I really wish I could give them more just because it was a Thursday night game. You know, I they had school. They got class on Fridays. You know, I'm, I'm sure some nice professors let them out, but um, that was no easy feat. It's not like they got to tailgate all day. Um, and it was a holiday weekend. They, they didn't have, um, class. So on, on today, so on Monday, um, so they, a lot of them could have went home and I just, I, I was really, really impressed with them. So if you are a student at Oklahoma state and you went to the game on Thursday, hats off to you, you're, you're doing a great job. Um, everybody else, I gave them two out of 2.5 out of five Marshall stars. And I only gave them the 0.5 because it's Thursday game. And I know that's only excuse that we're going to hear, um, after this podcast comes out, but, um, get there, get there, go to the games. It's going to be fun. We just talked about how much fun, um, the offense is, is to watch, you know, and, and with the new DC and our new defensive guys stepping up, they're fun to watch the, um, you know, the atmosphere, itself with the students coming is super fun to watch get there it's you'll have fun i promise um so yeah they they good could do could be better for sure agree 100 percent um what about everything else atmosphere wise what'd you think of um you know the the hype the new hype video and music do you see any tailgates going on on a thursday well, again, since it was a Thursday game, our schedule was not, uh, you know, the same as it normally was. So we really yes. didn't get a chance to be on campus and, and check out the tailgating scene. I did think the, uh, you know, of course, I thought the new turf, that was the first time for us to see the new turf live. I thought it was, uh, you know, very vibrant and bright. And uh, yeah, um, let's let's talk about the new turf for just a minute, because it is a controversial topic. People hate it or they love it. What do you think? Well, I, I don't guess I had caught uh, too much of the negative on that. I, I certainly don't hate it. It's oh, you I didn't mean, hear it's, it's it's a little too bright, getting a little red. Oh well, it, I, of course you know I'm I'm programmed to to only see red when I'm supposed to, I guess. But I <laughs> I didn't I didn't think it was red at all. I I did think the uh, the field you know last year was starting to get quite faded and and um, you know I thought that orange was was getting a little dull so. It's yeah. probably just the the transition to the to the new. I mean, gosh, they need to listen to the commercials, though, right? It's America's brightest orange. That's yes. that's what that's what we're supposed to be. So I I thought the new field was great. Um, I would have probably been excited to have seen them do the script cowboys in the end zones. There were sure. some some rumors of that going on. The yep. the logo, the brand logo, being in the middle of the field, hundred uh, percent agree that that should have remained. I I think. Um, yep. I think we've had some branding, you know, issues at Oklahoma State uh, going back and forth between uh, using the, the, you know, the brand or, or the O State that yeah, that different logos quite a little bit. And I think it created some some confusion. So I like the fact that that we're kind of getting everything, you know, branded with the with the brand logo. And of course, that fits with the Cowboys theme and, and the, you know, the. Uh, agricultural background that of the university. So yes. I thought all that was great. Yeah, I agree. I, I like it. Um, the, you know, we'll get to cowboy combos um, in just a minute and talk about um, unis, but I, my only negative thing was we did wear um, orange jerseys and the orange, I, cause I'm a little bit OCD about things matching and the bright, bright orange turf 
and our orange unis didn't match. So I didn't love that. My OCD went, there were some, you know, sirens going off in my head. Um, but you know, it is turf. It's going to get played on a lot. It's going to bake in the sun in the Oklahoma heat. So it has to be bright. If it's not bright now in five years, it's going to look, you know, terrible. So I understand I why they did it. I, th- I think it's good. I think it'll, um, it'll hold up well. So, um, yeah. And then back to the tailgating, I know there were some loyal and true, um, set up early to tailgate those, um, lucky son of a guns who got off work early to, to have some fun. Um, I'm jealous, but good for them. I'm glad, I'm glad people were out. I'm excited to see, um, you know, back to kind of a normal Saturday football feeling, um, this coming Saturday, but, um, but yeah, all in all uh, for our rowdy review, just to wrap it up, people show up better students, great job. Um, and then tailgating and everything else, like, let's just, well, we'll kick it off on Saturday. Sounds good. And then I already kind of touched on the cowboy combos um, just then, but let's, let me get your take. We went white, orange, orange. What do you think? What are you rating it? Give me Marshall stars. Uh, you, you know, you're probably not ever going to get much worse than a, a, a four out of five <laughs> from me on our combos, because yes. I just think our, I think our uniform game is so strong. And- yeah, we look good. We look good. There's no no question. I we caught a little bit uh, of the uh, uh, after your brother's game. We caught a little bit of the Oregon State game. Of course, Oregon State mm-hmm. essentially has the same colors as we have, and and they're also a, a Nike team. And it just does not. No, it's not. They don't. They don't have the combinations or the 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 right exact right color schemes going. It's not yep. the same thing. But our folks do a great job. I, I'm going to give us four out of five. I, I loved it, and I like the uh, the the pistol, the standing pistol peed on the helmet. I think that's neat. It. I don't know what if it's really supposed to be like this, but it kind of reminds me of the uh, of the New England Patriots old school helmets where they had the the Patriot that was kind of oh okay um, bent over like he was yeah. you know snapping a football and okay um, that's kind of you know with the stripe down the middle it sort of reminds me of those helmets I thought it's a, a really clean look yeah cool I I think I'm gonna give them I'll give the uh, cowboy combo three out of five um, this week and just because they're they were a little basic although I knew that's what it was gonna be you know the first couple of games out we're not we're not wasting all orange on, on the Chippewas. Um, but I, so it's a little bit basic for me, but obviously still look good. That's me being really nitpicky. Um, and, uh, oranges didn't match on the field, really nitpicky, but yeah, so I'm gonna stick with three out of five. Um, what is your prediction for cowboy combos come Saturday? Uh, I think we might go, um, I'm going to, I think it's going to be maybe a, a three color mix. So I'm going to say yeah, we'll go so with, uh, you know, maybe orange pants, um, black jerseys and white helmets. Okay. I think that's going to be also my prediction. Um, so what do you think? What helmet? Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's going to be a, 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 you know, the white uh, with uh, the OSU brand on it. Okay. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe Shadow Pete. Yeah, I was thinking Shadow Pete. We'll see. We'll see who's right. I'm gonna stay with Shadow Pete. Um, but yeah, I I agree. I think we might go white, black, orange. We'll see. Um, if that's right or not. But yeah, let's move on into um loyal and true. 
give me an OSU tradition for those folks that are listening? I, uh, I think one of the, the game day traditions that, uh, that it, it just kind of always gets me a little bit, I guess, gets the hair on the, on the back of my neck to stand up is during the pregame uh, when the band is taking the field and, and they, they open up for bullet and, and Larry Reese says, here comes bullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've heard it a million times and mm-hmm. it, I, it fires me up every time. You're firing me uh, up right now. I'm fired up right now. I just, I, I get, yeah, I just get excited, um, you know, to see that it's, I, again, I love, I love when things make sense. Right. And, and Oklahoma state having a, the spirit rider and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, somebody on a horse, you know, run yes. out during a Cowboys football game just makes a lot of sense. And, and we uh, had a male rider. We haven't had a male spirit rider yeah, in, yeah, in I a while. I, yeah. I it's noticed good. that. And, and I, you know, of course it's the only time anymore that you get to see uh, the horse run the length of the field because uh, you know, our friends down the road turn mm. their stupid wagon over and yeah. now you can't, now you can't. Yeah. Now we can't, the, this is why 35. we can't have nice things. Cause they mess them <laughs> exactly. up. Exactly. Exactly. Jeez. How about yours? Um, no man. Now you got me all excited thinking I kind of want to switch mine, um, but I'll stick with it. I was just going to say the walk um, in general, um, you know, the pregame walk of the players and the band and the spirit squad um, and Pete walking, um, you know, down to the, to the stadium from the union. I, I think coach miles brought the walk. Do you know if I'm correct on that? I think that's right. Uh, I yeah, think that's I've... right. Yeah. I think coach Les miles um, brought the walk to OSU and, so for me, that was, you know, kind of my prime childhood when I was starting to, to starting to really fall in love with, with football. And that was just, as a kid, I just remember that kind of being, you know, that was the closest I was going to get to, to the band and the cheerleaders and the Palm squad and the, and the players. Um, so I just remember that always being fun from that perspective. Um, and now that I'm, you know, a mom and have a kid myself, it's, it's wrapped me up in it all again, just, of you know, kind of getting back to that family aspect and every, all the fans are lined up and there's, you know, kids giving Pete high fives and everybody's cheering. It's just, it's, it's almost like a little, it's like a mini pep assembly before the game. Um, and I think that's, um, it's just, it's fun to participate in, um, and I'm excited to, to take my little girl to him for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think it's a neat, a really neat uh, tradition. And, and again, it's it, it's cool that we're calling it a tradition because it, it doesn't really go back all that far. Yeah, I think you're exactly yeah. right that it only goes back to Coach Miles, but uh, people have really taken to it. I think the players like it. You know, you can go over there some games and, and people are standing four or five people deep all the way from the, the student union to the stadium. And uh, I, yeah, I think it's a, a wonderful tradition and a, a neat thing for both the players and the fans and a good way for them to, to get to interact. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we've about covered it pops. Um, unless you've got anything else. Um, I just want to encourage everybody, um, to get out on Saturday, come to the game, um, as we play Arizona state, um, kicks off at six 30 this Saturday, that's September 10th. Um, let's get there. Let's pack the house and let's have a, have a good game. Yeah. I'm excited to, uh, to see these guys turn it loose again, offensively. Hopefully we can, uh, yeah, just, you know, have uh, pinball type numbers offensively this year and, uh, can't wait to see what they come up with. That's it for orange power half hour. 
We'll talk to you next week. Keep in mind that Orange Power Half Hour is sponsored by Swing Hats Company. The link will be in the description below. Feel free to grab you some game day gear. Go Pokes! Thank you.